Greetings, fellow wanderers in the fourth dimension. You're listening to The Greatest Show in the Galaxy. I'm Mike, she's Emma, and in celebration of The Power of the Daleks getting announced for a DVD release, we're going to talk about our top five Dalek stories. But before we do, can I just ask you a question, Emma? When I was I was reading um, Doctor Who news, and obviously there was the thing there about Power of the Daleks coming to DVD, did mm-hmm. you have any like, idea that that was happening? Uh, no, not really. Um... No, I, I didn't either, because it was just like, no. uh, what? Uh, what? Yeah, I, I had no idea, and then it, it's quite like when the um, the return story, the last lot of return stories came back. We had no idea, and then you know I've heard a couple of rumours maybe a day before, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. here it is, and uh, yeah, so again a bit of a surprise, especially as you know I'd heard um, that they were they were probably not going to be doing. Um, sort of animations and stuff because obviously they've got a profit line to think about with these sort of things and you know you've got a, a very built-in fan base who will buy every doctor who dvd that there is that mm-hmm. comes out yeah um but you know you've only got so much of a so much of a, an audience um yeah. so is, is the the price offset going to be enough to justify putting all this work into and rebuilding the uh, making an animation of this uh of this show and um yeah, so they, you know, the cost effectiveness must have, must have, you know, the numbers must have balanced, and here we have it. Um, yeah, so very surprising. Yeah, I'm quite looking forward to it because I don't know what it is about like some of the animated episodes, but I think it's just like a bit weird when you go from like an actual proper, fully filmed episode, and then you switch over to the animation. At least this one, it's all animated. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, I mean, as well, I mean, it was quite, especially with something like the invasion, mm-hmm. where you had um, you had uh, things like you, know, you, you didn't even really get the the Cybermen bits animated, which I think most yeah. people were, were were watching out for. And then all yeah. of a sudden, it's sort of like it's kind of all the not that I want to say the boring bits of the episode, but all the kind of bits where the, the build up. Aren't in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's it. I mean, you, you do just get a lot of animations of people standing around in rooms, which it looks hmm. lovely as well because it's Cosgrove Hall and all this sort of thing. So, yeah. um, you know, it's uh, it's it, you know, it's a lovely thing. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree. It can be a little bit jarring when you know you're going from one to the other. Mm-hmm. So yeah, to have a whole a whole one and you've got you know sort of uh, Daleks and what have you, you know, it's uh, it's interesting, you know. So. Hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing it, see how it goes. So am I. Yeah, I've got it on the Christmas list. Oh, yeah, yeah, on yeah. the Christmas list. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, so, do you want to make a start on the uh, get your Daleks out for Harambe? Right. See, we could do memes, right? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you want to make a start on your number five? Yeah, my number five, it's kind of, it's one of those ones where it's sort of like, I feel it has to be there. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I would necessarily... It's one of those ones that could be easily like rotated out for right. another story or two, but it's the, the original, the Daleks. Um, and it's kind of on there because it's sort of interesting when you sort of look back on it mm. to see, obviously, you know, this is only the second full Doctor Who serial that was ever made. Mm-hmm. So there's still like the early installment weirdness to yeah. it. And it's, it's very much like, you know, they, they were just sort of like throwing shit at the wall. To see what was yeah, sticking, stick. was, yeah. yeah. So that's why I have like things like the the Daleks, or you know, a genetic modification for a race called the Dals, not the Carleds, and mm. all sorts of. It's also also a weird thing, and it's kind of odd to see how the fandom sort of like gone back and tried to sort of fold it into the actual sort of 
canon story of the Daleks, if that makes any sense. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I mean, to say the that handy sort of term that um, that we've been given the early installment weirdness, mm-hmm. um, it's it's a heck of a lot of shows have this problem yeah. with with nerdy fan bases and stuff. Uh, see also the X Files is a bit like that as well, especially if they kept the bit if you've. If you're an X Files nerd like me, you would have seen the deleted scenes of Scully's boyfriend that are in the in the first episode that were that was cut out otherwise mm. and things like that. So yeah, trying to sort of reconcile all that sort of stuff is it, it kind of plagues us as nerds. And um, yeah, it the the sort of mental gymnastics that are needed to hammer the da- hammer Dalek the Daleks into the the whole idea of a canon is mm-hmm. but I mean as someone who's interested in this sort of thing the whole you know the whole kind of effort that it takes to try and put Doctor Who in one continuous timeline <laughs> is yeah. just like ridiculous it, it you know you literally give yourself a headache trying to work out means we've had things like Atlantis has been destroyed what three times now yeah yeah and that's just one example <laughs> yeah of these sort of things that go on in um, in Doctor Who. So, yeah, but as well, I think as, um, despite what we called about Sydney Newman not wanting bug-eyed monsters and things like this, um, mm. Dalek really was instrumental in getting Doctor Who off the ground because it, exactly. captured, it captured people's imaginations mm. and it gave them something they'd never seen before. Yeah. And they're in that episode, they are genuinely terrifying. Yeah, Cause, well, because they're so unknown. That's, yeah. that's the thing um you know and the fact that they sort of like discover that they're actually immune to the radiation and, and thrive on it so mm. they go well shit we may as well just radiate the entire planet over again and then we can actually bugger off out the city yeah so i mean as well considering that you know the zeitgeist of um at the time it was made this whole like this whole nuclear age thing was pretty new mm-hmm. and scary yeah you know, it's been the 60s, you know, the sort of the height of the Cold War, well, one of the heights of the Cold War. You know, it's, you know, it's the great big boogeyman is radiation. So mm-hmm. to have something which lives on it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's anathema and it kind of, it's it's just something that's so alien. It, you know, again, it's it, it kind of, it confronts you with how weird it is. And, um, and I say, I mean, the iconic scene of Barbara being menaced by a, you know, a sink plunger, even though it's literally a bloke holding a sink plunger, plunger the yeah. going, you know, it com- it's completely captivating and mm. it's completely terrifying. And it's, you know, it's great. And she nails the scream, obviously. Oh, she's so good. Yeah. She's so good. Yeah, you know, she completely sells that so much. I mean, if it's gay, if you, if you don't believe it, mm-hmm. the second that, 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 that sort of the suspension of disbelief is broken in that. Yeah. Your, your show, you know, it could have murdered the show. He's like, the show mm. is done. Cause you know, it's it's not working. Yeah, and you know that's just stupid. <laughs> but no, it you, you, you know it it works, and against all against all sense, it works. Mm. So what have you got for your number five? Okay, number five, I've got a uh, journey's end slash parting of the ways. Oh, bad wolf no. parting of the ways. Bad, or... Sorry, bad wolf parting of the oh, ways. Right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, sorry, no, I'm sorry, but I've got my things mixed up there. So, bad wolf <laughs> parting of the ways. Mm. Um, it's it's kind of because that whole season is building up. The whole of season one is building up to this whole crescendo of of the Daleks and all this sort of thing. Yeah. So, kind of your first glimpse of them on mass, mm-hmm. and you know, just what they can do is. Again, it's that whole thing of like that awe that you get because mm-hmm. we've seen one of them, which I'm sure we'll we'll bring up again as we go on. Mm-hmm. Um, but to see them as a force, yeah, 
you know, this kind of unstoppable kind of heaving monstrosity of a, just like a tidal wave of, Mm-hmm. A thing that's coming for you, and it's like you know, and, and in this in the episodes as well, you've kind of got these just these few people, yeah, who have got to try and do something about this. Um, it's you know, again, it's sort of because with the Daleks, I think there's something that I'm going to bring up later on, but I'll say mm-hmm. it here now as well. It's kind of a bit like the Borg, yeah, in the they're this great unstoppable force, but the more you explain it, mm-hmm. you know, the the Less worse it, works. it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. it's. Yeah, it, so um, yeah, it's it's a bit like that because we've sort of understood what one can do. Mm-hmm. So seeing this huge, this yeah. huge kind of unstoppable mass of them is is truly scary. Mm-hmm. And I mean, also, it's like uh, I mean, I would sort of like agree on parting of the ways, but I never really like Bagwell. I think it's just because mm-hmm. of the whole you know reality TV shtick that it's got going right. on. I mean, obviously, you know, that's part of the plot. But again, it's it's the same thing I think we said when we did the series one retrospective. It's so weird because it's using shows from like the then modern day, as it were. So you know, like Big Brother mm-hmm. and how what not, what to, not wear to wear yeah. and things like that. And it's just also a very weird. But um, parting of the ways, especially yeah. I mean, when you have got Linda with a Y, sort of like tucked away, like presumably safely uh, by the Doctor in the observation lounge, and she's like watching, you know, the Dalek fleet head towards Earth. And they start bombarding it, and you don't see them actually like attacking Earth, but you see like the graphic, and you see all like the continents become misshapen as they mm. just sort of like presumably just like blast the place, you know. And then obviously you get the bit where the dark comes up behind her, <laughs> behind mm. the the observation room window, and you just see the lights flash, but yeah. you know exactly what it's saying. <laughs> yeah, and it's like oh shit. <laughs> And it's just sort of like it's it's interesting to see to like all the people who stay behind to fight the Daleks are completely boned. There is no two yeah, ways about it. There is no way back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they get lucky by blinding one of them, but that's about it. That's managed, all they manage to accomplish, really. And it's just it's, yeah, it's just um, yeah, you're right. It's scary. But um, speaking of what one Dalek can do, my number four is Dalek. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. And it's, uh, and to be honest, it's the only sort of like new series um, Dalek story I've got on here. Um, right. But I, I don't know, I just really like like this one because, like I say, it, it it sort of lays the groundwork for parting of the ways because when you show what this one Dalek from the Time War can do, because mm. it never, the Daleks never used to have these sorts of powers, didn't have like shielding, it wasn't capable of like rotating its midsection so it could like fire behind it. Um mm. You know, I mean, obviously, it still had, like, the flying abilities we, we saw in, like, the later classic years. Mm. Um, but when you just, like, show how one Dalek can easily massacre hundreds and hundreds of people effectively, mm. you know, it's you sort of think, oh, shit, I hope we don't see them en masse. And then... <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, again, it's a thing of... they what they Really, it was a stroke of genius mm. to do it like this, because... If you're someone who's coming to the new to the new series from old, or who just has memories of them in the old series, mm-hmm. I mean, they weren't scary anymore, really. No. They were just kind of there to be blown up, or there to sort of go eh, 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 at the Doctor before he sort of escapes in one mighty leap. Mm-hmm. Um, but to sort of just like you say, introduce one, and it just is a bloodbath. Mm-hmm. It's it's genius because it's like, why should I be frightened of this stupid thing? This is why you should be frightened of this yeah. stupid thing. Yeah, especially when it's still like disarmed and that 
the scientist dude who's been like trying to drill into it says, you know, what are you going to do? Sucker me to death. And then it's sort of like, Fung. it's exactly that. Like, whoa. that. I mean, it was hilarious, but also it's like, whoa, shit, it's okay. Yeah, it's like, get real right now because mm. things, you know, it, this isn't sort of this horrible sort of phrase, you know, this sort of JJ Abrams, this isn't your dad's Dalek. Mm. But I mean, it's also, you've also got like one of the slimiest villains in Doctor Who history, you know, Van Staten. What I always like about that ending when he gets like dragged off to get mind wiped, you know, his assistant who's just sort of like been a, a, his yes man all the way. It turns out it's just like a case of meet the new boss, same as the old boss. Yeah, really. It's like nothing, nothing changes. Um, mm. But also, it's on there for Chris Eccleston's performance because just the, the sheer vitriol mm. he shows in that it's just like. Holy shit, you know? Yeah, um, yeah I mean, because that was really, I think, again, a lot of what sold a lot of people on this idea of his records to being the doctor in the first place mm-hmm. is kind of this whole kind of damaged, mm-hmm. this ultra damaged survivor, if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, um, it, it just shows you that, you know, this idea of it's sort of going to work, you mm-hmm. know, it's this whole thing of it's finally, it comes together and becomes, becomes a one coherent whole almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, and there's also like the bit where the the Dalek tricks Rose into touching it, so so he can like regenerate, and just the way Nicholas Briggs just like plays, it just like makes the dog speak like so pathetically, and you know yeah. it's a trap, and you just you just like sitting there screaming, don't buy it, don't listen yeah. to it, it's, it's a trap, you know. I mean, it's one of those brilliant ones of where the the audience knows more than mm-hmm. the protagonists, yeah. and that that is kind of dangerous to do sometimes. Yeah. Because you're sitting there going, eh, hurry up, you know, get where I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but with this, it works so well. So like you say, sit there going, no, looking Ooh. through your fingers. Yeah. I also sort of liken it to, okay, this might be a bit spoilery for um, Star Wars The Force Awakens, but if you haven't seen it by now, I don't know what to tell you. But, yeah. you know, the bit where um, Kylo Ren kills Han Solo. Yes. It's like, you know it's coming. Oh, it's just course, yeah. when. Yeah, it's like, especially okay. well, it wasn't really a spoiler either because you know yeah. Harrison Ford made it very well known that he <laughs> would much rather set his own head on fire than be in this show, yeah. be in this show anymore. Mm. So um, yeah, it, you, like you say, you're absolutely right. You knew it was coming. And also, again, if I can make another Borg comparison, yeah, when you first meet the Borg and the damage that a individual one can do on the ship, mm. and you know to get the same impact, they put more and more and more and more on screen. And it yeah. becomes less and less and less and less scary. Mm-hmm. You know, when you've got Picard kind of mowing them down. <laughs> that was still an awesome bit, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's an awesome bit, but yeah, okay. It's like when one could cripple the whole flagship of this Federation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now you've got hundreds of the buggers and they're just sort of, you know, doing yeah. whatever. Less is more. You know, yeah. The less you know more about these things, the more, the better it is, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, my number four mm-hmm. um, is Asylum of the Daleks. Okay. Because, yeah. I mean, just to go completely against everything I just said, I make myself a hypocrite. Yeah. It sort of reveals a lot about the Daleks. Yeah. Asylum. Mm-hmm. But purely from like a, hey, look at that one, there's a special weapons Dalek sort <laughs> yeah. of thing, in a nerdy <laughs> sort of thing. I mean, that is, it's loads of fun for mm-hmm. me. Asylum, and it's got some really fun bits in it, like the council and the Daleks reanimating dead bodies and yeah. things coming out of their foreheads and all this sort of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's absolutely fine. It's, it's loads of fun for me, and you know, I, I was um, I was in two minds about I was really sort of in a quandary about number four because I knew what my top three were definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Um, but yeah, the the bottom two, the set, or say the bottom two, the second two were kind of really. It could have been a big toss up between other ones, but yeah, yeah. I just sort of plumped on that one because I say it's just fun. Yeah, and it's yeah. a great way to kick off the season too. Exactly. Yeah, I love Asylum of the Daleks. I think the only sort of like quandary. I mean, that's just sort of quibble that I have, and it's really just for me being a Doctor Who fan. Is when the bit mm. the Doctor goes through uh, the intensive care section. Yeah. And Os- Oswald um, says, "Oh, you know, these are all uh, Kemble, Spiridon. Uh, these are all uh, old campaigns. Like that's where they should have had the classic Daleks, but they're all like the modern, yeah, designs. Yeah. And it's just, it's just like." Ah, oh, guys, you know, it's... I'm sure there's a few lads with some classic dialects you could have given a 10 or 2 to use it just, yeah. for, just for that one. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it's by no means perfect, but just mm-hmm. as, like, a, a romp and, you know, nostalgia fest and just kind of silly action and all this sort of thing, it's it, it's, it's it's a fun story, and, I, I you know, I, I like it a lot, so... Yeah, and it's also like the last time we saw the, pa- the new Paradigm dialects, wasn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I think, well, that's probably the last time we're ever going to see them, to be yeah. fair. It's a shame because um, I like the new paint job on them. They look yeah, so much better with the metallic on it, but yeah, oh well. Yeah, but, yeah. I do. I mean, I'm, yes, I was, was going to say, I mean, because I think we should probably, we'll probably end up talking about the Sunboy, but mm. I, like, I, I sort of like the idea of what they wanted to do with the new Paradigm Daleks. Yeah. This whole idea of, again, it's sort of trying to put some mystery back into them. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got one called the Eternal, you know, and what's that one all about and all this sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think because people just got completely fixated on, like, they look like Power Rangers, they look like this, they look like that. Yeah. They look Crayola Daleks, all mm-hmm. this sort of business. It's it's just, um, you know, it, it kind of killed them in the, gr- in the cradle almost. Yeah. And yeah. I was going to say, I think they look fine from the front. Mm-hmm. I like that they're big. It's also because, obviously, Billy Piper's about my height, 5'4". Yeah. So she was kind of about my height with the Daleks. When mm-hmm. Karen Ginner came in, she's taller. She's like 5'11", yeah. nearly six foot tall. I think she is. She's like yeah. a model, you know. Yeah. So make the Daleks bigger so mm-hmm. they're in her eye line as well. Mm-hmm. But it was that hump on the back as well. Y- yeah. That was, it was the hump. It was a bit weird. Wasn't there supposed to be like a thing like that sort of like the very back panel as if you know it's like it's got like like little slats on it yeah i I heard there was supposed to be like they could like swap out like like they had like a huge like weapon like it's like a special weapons dog sort of cannon or something or yeah i I don't really know what i just kind of i kind of wish they'd you know as much as obviously fan pressure does come into these things especially Mm. when the fans in the show are kind of so interlinked and so kind of incestuous yeah uh, in terms of Doctor Who, um, it's it's hard to then turn around and say, you know, well, bollocks you lot, we're doing what we want. Mm-hmm. We, we're sticking with these this design. We want to do this, we want to do that. It's so difficult yeah, to, to kind of... And the, the amount of pressure that was coming, not just from fan things as well, it was coming from, like, you know, critics and all this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, when you've got a classic design and a classic look that people love, yeah. um, um, you know, it's it's so hard to to sort of throw that away and just you know have the courage of your conviction so mm-hmm. so my number three i'm um, going back into the classic series is uh, revelation of the dogs and this is purely just because i really like this story it's uh, it's just because it's got this sort of like vein of black humor to it you know i yeah. mean davros is you know the the statue that um davros created the doctor it's just like just for it to fall on him. It's just like it's like what what is this guy doing? You know, he's just sort of dicking around. And it's, to be fair, it's not that much of a Dalek story because they're not 
in it a hell of a lot. I mean, there's like there's a few like Davros ones, and you get like the 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 Grey Daleks at the end have a little bit of a fight, which isn't very good. But it's mostly <laughs> it's mostly sort of like about the characters you have because like nobody in Trample Repose is really that likable. I mean, the only ones who are barely likable are it's like the Lauren Hardy duo. Um, I forget their names at the top of my head. But, um, you know, even they sort of, like, torture a dude by, by forcing him to, like, drink his own booze. Mm. And you've got, like, Joe Bell and Tess and Beaker, you know, and they're not romance. And, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so not even, like, the, the, the Knights of Oberon, um, Bostock and Orsini. Yeah, they've got this sort of, like, um, yeah, it's like sort of sense of honour, if you can call it that. But, you know, they're, they're mercenaries, really. Yeah. Um, so it's just it's you know like nobody like I say nobody's like really likable but at the same time you can't help but just like watch it I mean also like Alexi Sale as the DJ it's just it's one of those um, stunt casts that could have like gone wrong yeah but it really works and then I remember there was like a story um, I think I was on the commentary that said um, when they were doing the rehearsals Alexi Sale was just playing it like really like flat and mm. you know, and he, he was saving his performance, but he was absolutely right to because that was it was just like brilliant because you know he has this the Alexi Sales like comedy whenever he did like monologues on like the young ones or he had like a guest spot on the young ones he'd always like play this character and then you know whoever he was talking to would go off screen and then he sort of like breaks that character but he's still sort of like playing he's playing a version of himself while he does this sort of like mini stand-up routine and that's kind of like what he what, it's exactly what he does in revelation of the daleks and it's, it's just so great because you know he's the bit where he's like talking to these corpses effectively and he's going hey you know let's see which one of you lucky people he's, she's coming to visit and you know he's reading letters from like family and then he's like bringing kind of as well I wouldn't get your hopes of you know the cure that like years ago <laughs> Yeah, I think I think it's I think it's quite remarkable in that it's kind of so so strange. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's strange. Yeah, it's it's kind of, it's a real curiosity, and I think it's a real it's a real symptom of it. Oh, not a symptom, but it's a real reflection of the time it was made. Mm. It's like it's a none more eighty story almost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It really. It's, I would say. I mean, it's not on my list personally. Just spoiler mm. alert. But I mean, it it was. Um, I think it's it's a it's a it's a story that I would encourage people to watch as well. If you're not someone who's gone back and who's a, who's an old series watcher, mm-hmm. so to speak, um, yeah, it's uh, there's there's re- it's really interesting to watch. Really, <laughs> yeah, it, I was gonna, I can't I kind of can't almost explain it. You kind of have to. Mm. It has to be seen to be believed yeah. almost. Yeah, and if you do get the DVD, do switch on the um, the improved effects. Because they oh, do yes, fix yes. a lot of stuff. Yeah. Not everything. Um, <clears throat> Davros hovering. Um, but they do <laughs> fix a lot of stuff. Yeah, it does. I, I have to give them a pass on that one because they, they couldn't do much because he got um, Waterspace jiggling his leg. So it's like, you can't like mask around that. Mm. <laughs> you have to like, go through it frame by frame, frame by frame. By frame, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, what's your number three? My number three was Dalek. Okay. The first one, yeah. Mm. So I mean, we we've, we've talked about that quite a bit, but yeah, I mean, like I say, it was it, when when we first floated this idea for this episode, instantly, yeah, I knew that I sort of had my top three in my mind, and that's mm-hmm. that was that was. Uh, I mean, again, it sort of moved up and down, yeah. But yeah, number three um, for me is that Dalek. Okay, so okay, now I have to be perfectly honest. 
my number one and number two can very easily be interchangeable because I love okay. them so much. But for the purpose of this podcast, and because I have to have a number two, no, not in that sense, okay? Let's keep our minds clean. <laughs> I had one earlier. Um, my number two... <laughs> Mike implied something about poo-poo. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my number two is Remembrance of the Daleks. I That's my number two as well. Freaking... I love Remembrance love of the Daleks. Love it. Dalek. Love Remembrance. I mean, it's 80s as shit. But, you know, it's, it's great. I mean, obviously, you know... This, like, being filmed in the 80s, there's some bits you, you keep noticing, like, the block of flats mm. behind the graveyard and, you know, there's the odd car in the street and it's like, oh, you know, but, you know, what, what can you do? But it's, I, I just love this because it's also where we, like, first get the seventh Doctor as everybody sort of knows him now as mm-hmm. the manipulator, as the chess master. And, you know, you in the series before, you'd be, like, playing spoons off the Rani's chest and things like that and, you know, mixing the metaphors. But this is, like, really where Sylvester McCoy comes into his own. You know, the bit where he goads the Emperor Dark, Emperor Dark slash Davros at the end of part four. And it was just, it's just great. And, you know, the bit where he, like, talks the Supreme Dalek into self-destructing. And yes. you know his, his monologues oh, it's about just yeah. great speeches and brilliant A stuff, and it, it's it's all so good. It's all so good. Yeah, and you got the special weapons dog. You know, being like like that's that special weapons dog. I want to see back in the series, the one that just like blows shit up, <laughs> just like fucking annihilates everything in its path. Mm. I love it. Actually, I was in <clears throat> I was in Seattle um, recently. You probably knew about that, Emma. But um, they actually had an Imperial Dalek in the um, Experience Music Project Museum. Oh, did Next to the Space Needle. Yeah, I mean, it looks a bit... Um, it's a bit bashed up. It's missing a few of the front grill. But I noticed, like, like one of the like the hemispheres of the skirt was missing. And I thought, I wonder if that's the one that uh, Sophie Aldred beat up with a baseball bat. Yeah, it could be. Mm. Never know. It was, it was so nice to see it. But... Um, yeah, I mean it's it's it's. I mean you also got like a great supporting cast as well. I mean, I'd love to see more of Group Cat and Gilmore. I mean they did get um I think some audio spin-offs with Big Finish, um, and you know the villains. I mean Ratcliffe obviously yeah he's a bastard, but sort of like Mike, you get the sense that, you know he was just a young lad when the war was on. So you know mm. if he was talking to Ratcliffe, he you know gets you know his mind shaped. You know, into believing sort of things. I mean, it doesn't help that his mum's, you know, pretty racist herself because obviously you get the bit where, you know, Ace is just pottering around the living room and she finds the sign in the window saying no coloreds. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, you know. Yeah. It's, I was going to say, I mean, it, it's, <clears throat> there's so much about Remembrance that's remarkable and great. And mm-hmm. yeah, um, like you, I mean, it, it was moving up and down my list, um, but always in the top three. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was just it. it I would say, I mean, like you say, you got great ace action and aliens mm. and spaceships and beaches and blowing up, and it doesn't even matter that Davros looks like a roll-on deodorant. It's yeah. it's all <laughs> it all works. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, as well, if if you again, I, if one that I encourage people to watch. Don't worry about all the hand of Omega stuff. It's pretty irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Just enjoy the action and enjoy like you know, like say, great speeches and great all this and that. So yeah, it's. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's really, it's really fun. Yeah. So, uh, do you know, what? I think I'm, I think I know what your number one is. I think, I, I think it's Genesis. 
Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, of course, Genesis of the Daleks. I mean, oh, is it your number one as well? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, Giant Clamicide. Yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's 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 one of those ones. It's like, like if I was gonna like if you were gonna point out a classic Daleks or any Dalek story really to anyone, that's it. I mean, okay. The only other thing, the only other gripe I have with it is it has, you know, the the whole war between the cards and the thals. Obviously, you know, it's got the variations of technology, as you know, a war of attrition usually would. But when a lot of it's sort of like very like it's like like the, one of the first shots is there's a bloke in a, like a World War Two style gas mask, and it's mm. kind of like it's a bit odd because you know this is an alien planet, so it's like. Would they necessarily? I mean, obviously, it's just like a, a case of the BBC cast was just like buying whatever they had in the props department and things like that. But I mean, it's it's just as judgment like a minor thing. But you've got Michael Wisher as Davros, Peter Miles as Nida, um, just just being us. I mean, Peter Miles, bless him, he must get so must have gotten so typecast. But he just he's just a, such a slimy git. You know what I mean? I mean, not not personally. I'm sure he's a lovely bloke. But, you know, when he plays the villain, he plays the villain. Yeah. You know, obviously you've got, like, the speeches by the Doctor, you know, do I have the right? And all yeah. that. Um, I mean, it's one of those ones where it's sort of, like, you, the story is such as you sort of, like, wonder how it's stretched out to six parts, but they manage to, like, it doesn't feel, like, artificially stretched out. Yeah, it absolutely does. I mean, it, it's, as well, it's kind of all if. It's one of those wonderful stories where all of its constituent parts are just mm. everything's firing on full cylinders. It's kind of the only thing I can think of. It's a bit like you know when your favourite band and there's that one song and mm-hmm. everything's awesome. You're just like yes, 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 this rocks. And mm-hmm. you know it's kind of like that. Everything about Genesis is just bang, 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 brilliant. Yeah. I say like you're absolutely right. Apart from clams. Yeah. <laughs> everything is great, and as well the the villain the villainness. Mm-hmm. The villains in in this as well, again, so they're kind of so scary. It's one mm. of those things that when you think about it, your brain just all sort of goes, you just kind of how stupid and evil this scheme is that they they're having. <laughs> yeah. And of course, as well, the the World War Two and mm-hmm. again the Cold War feelings come into it as well. This whole things of like extermination, yeah, and sort of two blocks, you know, everything pointed at each other, and it's something that they come back to again and again, and obviously. You know, because it's 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 with it, it's um it's what's happening in the world. So um, yeah, it's it, it's kind of one of those things that everything works, and Tom Baker's great in it, and Liz Sladen's great in it, mm-hmm. and yeah, and it's 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 one of those ones. I think it's about the first Dalek story I really sat down and watched properly, like yeah. when it was all on UK Gold and all this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's um it it holds a lot of affection in my mind, and it's one of those things of. The, watching watching it with my dad mm-hmm. and my dad's criticising them. Why are they using them old rifles? <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean that that's the thing I was sort of getting to when I was talking about the the technology. Yeah, I mean, it's it's sort of like a bit jarring when you think about it, but it's it's sort of like, it's so inconsequential, really, to the, the main thrust of the story. And so, like, like you say, I, this is probably one of the first ones I owned on VHS. Yeah. So you know this this will always have like a special place in my heart. Um, and it's like probably one of the. I mean, I have like most of the Doctor Who DVDs, but this is like one of the very few I would actively like put on just like watch. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it is one of those ones that when you're sitting there looking 
looking at your your, your lineup of DVDs, mm-hmm. it's the old favourite you go back to. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, well, I guess that's pretty much everything, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah. Sorry about all the lines interruptions, but yes. Suck it, Eagles. I'm probably going to cut most of it out. Like. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and if you listen to the finished episode, you're not sure what uh, all the interruptions were. Well, it just means I cut it out. So, thank you for listening. If you'd like to send us your own uh, lists of uh, favourite dog stories, you can do so at greatershow at simplysyndicated.com. We also have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash greatershowpodcast, and we have our Twitter account at greatershowpod. While you're on Simply Syndicated, do check out all the other great shows, including Simply Syndicated Movie News, Tech It or Leave It, Atomic Trivia War 9000, and all the other great stuff. Um, Simply Syndicated is, of course, in need of your help, um, if you'd be so kind. We can, for uh, $6.99 a month, you can subscribe to Simply Everything, which is Simply Everything Simply Syndicated has ever produced, a streaming service where you can listen to lots of episodes, both old and new. Um, we also have a Patreon account um, where you can follow us and donate to get exclusive uh, new episodes. And we also have a PayPal account if you just want to be generous and chucks a few dollars into the tip jar. Um, there's also the merch store where you can buy lots of clothing things and mouse pads and mugs and all sorts of stuff. We promise we'll get it to you sometime this millennium. Um, Not a guarantee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. You know, you know, it always reminds me of when you yeah. do these things, just always those things of like, for just six ninety nine a month, you can feed a hungry podcaster. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Oi. Uh, we should pre-record something sometimes so we don't have to keep doing this every episode. Anyway. <laughs> what are you, some sort of professional? Yes, uh, that's true, like. Anyway, um, with that being said, thank you very much, Emma. Thanks, Mike. Thank you for listening and uh, we'll see you again next time.